Live from Orlando, Florida, you're now listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Orlando Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest Magic news and updates. The show starts now. What's up, Magic fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Ozone Podcast, brought to you by DraftKings and the Basketball Podcast Network. We're your hosts, Al, myself, Anthony. In today's episode, we have a very special guest joining us, Orlando Magic HQ writer and also host from the Nosebleeds, Jason Rano. What's up, man? Welcome to the show. What up? What up, my guys? What is up, man? We've been we've been talking about getting you to join us for for a long, long minute. So I'm glad that we we're finally able to do so. Um, oh no, definitely been long overdue. Talking about getting you guys on my podcast now, finally. Rolls reverse, but hey, I'm happy to be here again. Thank you guys just for taking the time out for to have me on, and then again, overall, just for having me on the team, man. I can't thank you guys enough for just the the rapport we've built over this little bit of time. It's been dope just to you know be able to connect with you guys and just have have someone, some people that have love for the magic as much as I do. I think that's that's just you know feeling like we've talked about it's just great so thank you guys yeah for sure man if you're not familiar with jay um definitely check out orlandomagichq.com he writes a lot of the different articles in there covering the team and we're going to get a lot more of that um definitely throughout uh the this upcoming season um in today's episode we're going to talk a lot of you know obviously orlando magic basketball we're going to unravel some of the things that we saw from game one talk a little bit about wendell's contract um, and some other magic news. Um, but before we get into that, right now, um, the big thing or the big talk around town is the NBA Top 75, celebrating the 75th year of the NBA. And some of the things that kind of stood out to us were some of the names that were left off the list, which I thought was very, very interesting. The only Orlando Magic representation that we really saw on the list, and correct me if I'm wrong, was Shaquille O'Neal. Was there anyone the else one. that we thought? I think, I think that was it. That was really it. it. So um, Bleacher Report ended up coming out with a post where they, they, it was crazy. They listed seven, eight different players that they felt were snubbed. And about five of those players were former Magic players from Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, uh, Dwight Howard, Penny Hardaway, Grant Hill. Um, When you look at the names that were left out, do you feel as if the Tracy McGrady should have been on that list? Do you honestly feel like they were snubbed or did they not do enough to make it onto that list? What's I mean, you, if you ask me that there's a couple of names there for sure, in my opinion, that should have been in the NBA top 75, really three. And they're former magic players. I'm going to start with Dwight Howard. I mean, when you look at his resume, I just retweeted this a few minutes ago. You compare him to Anthony Davis so far in his career as of today. Dwight has way better numbers, way more accolades than Anthony Davis. So I completely understand Davis will be a top 75 player down the road, without a doubt. But if you're talking about today, Dwight deserves to be there. Vince and T-Mac to me, as you guys know, I'm a huge Vince Carter fan and you're a huge T-Mac fan. No way that you will have those two guys out of that list. Um, I respect big time Dame. I respect some of the names that made in the top 75. But if you ask me again, their whole career, what they accomplish, their future Hall of Famers or Hall of Famers already, guys like Dame are not quite there yet. They might be down the road. They're not there yet. So how do you name a guy like Dame who's still playing to that list and not Hall of Famers or Hall of Famers to be like Vince and T-Mac? So those are just three names that come to mind right off the bat that, in my opinion, should have been on that list. 
if I got to add one more, Clay Thompson, again, another another guy that I feel like should be there too. So we're You're gonna biased. play this game. You're well, biased. That's <laughs> you know, bias you know, growing now. You know, I root for for Steph and the Dubs, but uh, but the reality is, man, like you, you it's a three time NBA champion, one of the that. best shooters of all time. I don't know. Those are just four names, in my opinion, that come to mind right away. What about you, Jay? A- any names that come to mind? Yeah, no, definitely. You mentioned a lot of them. Uh, for those who know me, they know my my fandom for Dwight Howard in the past. I mean, they all this at uh, this this days we have a hate hate relationship for the most part. But you mentioned it, man. He's he's had a Hall of Fame career up to this point. You mentioned the Defensive Player of the Years. Um, that alone, I think think deserves a nomination on this list above a uh, few few quite of the others. You mentioned Clay. I think he deserves it as well. I brought something kind of uh, off off air here that I feel uh, <laughs> might catch me a little bit of heat, no pun intended. But uh, honestly, I feel like Chris Bosh. I think someone probably should have been on the list. Uh, you just take into totality. I know the we talked about the uh, NBA first team. He was only on it, or NBA All NBA team was only on it once. But I think that there's they don't win those two rings without him sacrificing the way he does. Let's be honest. He does if he doesn't get that rebound, Ray Allen doesn't make that shot that you know that game seven doesn't happen as well and we look at that as like a big moment in history as well i don't think we can write the era of the 2010s or any of lebron james's titles or those weight titles without chris bosh as well so i feel like if they're going to be in that list uh just the totality of that and what he did before especially in toronto i think those who remember we you know he was a beast and he was a beast in an era when it was just a lot of power forwards like when I, when I got into basketball, that was really my favorite position, like power forward, as, as small as I am. Just I love post moves and just that ability. I felt like that was just something that was always captivating about basketball, like not just besides the shooting, like being able to just shake a defender, do all that stuff, you know, post fade, everything. So I think he's one that if we're going to mention Dame again, somebody who's still playing, not to keep harping on him as much as, you know, I think we all love Dane, let's be honest, but I think uh, Bosch is probably one name I mentioned on there, to be honest. Yeah, so this this NBA 75th anniversary team was selected by a blue ribbon panel of media, current and former players, coaches, general managers, and team executives. Um, I, I, I would love to know what the criteria was because I think that Facts. the criteria in, in its entirety is a little – it's not consistent. Uh, because you look at certain players and you're like, okay, well, they're you know they're an NBA champion, but then you look at other players, they're not an NBA champion. Mm-hmm. They put up really good numbers, but they're not a champion. So why are they on this list? So is it is it accolades? Are we talking about resume? Are we talking about longevity? Are we talking about just skill in general? Like what is popularity. the deciding popularity? Like what is the deciding factor? Because I'm also looking at names that I might be kind of giving my, my age away a little bit, but there's names that I've never heard of. We're talking about yep. players from the 1950s and 1960s. And and granted, I I feel confident in my my NBA knowledge. You know, I'm I I agree with the Elgin Baylors, I agree with the Kareem Abdul Jabars and Magic Johnson. I agree with all that. But there's certain names that you know I just don't know. I don't know who Dave Cowens is. I don't know who Billy Cunningham is. I show me, show me, show me some tape. Prove to me that they're better than a Tracy McGrady, but not even including them because the messed up part about it is that, you know, you have to convince this, this new era of people watching 
you know, NBA basketball, that these players are better than the Tracy McGrady's, uh, Dwight Howard's, and the Penny Hardaway. I mean, I, I understand why Penny Hardaway is on the list, but but when we talk about not even included them, I'm talking about Carmelo Anthony. And why is Carmelo yeah. on the list? He's not an NBA champion. Why is Carmelo Anthony on the list? And Tracy McGrady isn't. Because in my mind, they're debatable. You're looking at Carmelo Anthony as a 10-time All-Star, 6-time All-NBA. Uh, you know, it's it's 18 seasons in the NBA, 23 points per game, 6.3 rebounds. T-Mac was 7-time NBA All-Star, 2-time NBA scoring champ, 7-time All-NBA, Hall of Famer. Like they got dudes that are still playing in the NBA. Damian Lillard, why? He's skillful. Yeah. I get it. But why? Paul Pierce. We, that, we, that, we, that, one, we, that one stinks to you, huh? <laughs> are, we really, yeah. are we really doing this? Like, are we really? Okay. Uh, the man won an NBA champion. Okay. 2008 NBA Finals MVP. Okay. But that dude ain't winning none of that without Kevin Garnett. That dude ain't winning none of that without Ray Allen. Why is he on that? Are we really? Are you telling me that Paul Pierce is better than Tracy McGrady? Are we really doing that? Why? I, I I feel like when they when they come out with these articles, they they should list the criteria. I want to know the Definitely. why. I, you, know, you, why. you know why they don't. You know they don't want to get called out for it, and rightfully so. I mean, I I think at the end of the day, I, I think a lot of these votes are just coming from you know. The media people that have been established for so long at the end of the not necessarily media but people in these roles that that have been in these roles for so long so you look at the teams you mentioned paul pierce dave cowens celtics you know the long one of the longest running franchises in history obviously they're going to have a lot of you know executives probably in, in all these roles so you're going to see a lot of a lot of these votes and i think that top 50 is you mentioned you know billy cunningham as well a lot of these names they're they're kind of locked locked in that position unfortunately because um we just for whatever reason there's like no debating it you know it's kind of just accepted fact at the end of the day so like we kind of just kind of contend with i think what they're trying to do now is is maybe make up for the fact that you know they we have maybe a lot of those lumped in the top 50 with a lot of these new names but which is why you kind of mentioned the popularity and dame a lot of these players but then you mentioned okay tracy definitely I would think it's popular as, as Dame, if not more, you know, definitely way more in his prime. So I'm like, yeah, it's definitely the biggest head scratcher probably is, is Tracy. I, I probably agree with you on that. It's, despite not winning the ring, if if you mentioned that doesn't seem to be the only criteria, I'm not sure. But Yeah, I, I just think that if they're really creating this list, I don't know, man. I don't like the fact that they have active players. I really don't. Mm-hmm. There's certain players that okay, you make an exception for LeBron James. Giannis, mm-hmm. I get I it? Think, yeah, I get it. James. To me, Giannis is still too early, way too early. He do wouldn't be touching none of that without this NBA championship. You mentioned Anthony Davis. Okay, he won an NBA bubble NBA championship. Okay, <laughs> I I get it. But you 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 had said off air, Al. Dude gets injured tomorrow, which likely, not tomorrow necessarily, but. In the near future, likely, is he yeah. still on that list? Like, if his career is over, is he still on that list? I just think that if they're really going to put that list out, and granted, this list, there's not 
number one. There's not a number two. There's not a five. There's not a 75. They did a really good job at trying to not make it as controversial as possible. Um, but I, I, I think that one, it shouldn't have been active players. Um, and I, and I think that, you know, Trace McGrady at least deserves some type of flowers. I am biased. I will be the first to say that I am biased <laughs> and I will, I will fight that with anyone. Team X is my dude. Um, but in my opinion, he definitely should have made that list. All I'm going to say Vince is Carter, I get why Vince Carter didn't make it out. I get, it. I get, why. <laughs> I get why. All I'm going to say I is this, it. like always the magic got screwed by the media, whatever it was, because again, out of the snubs, you see again, a lot of magic names, even Grant Hill was thrown out there. You saw Penny, Grant Hill, uh, Dwight, Vince, T-Mac, that's an entire freaking starting lineup out there that were potential candidates that didn't make it. All guys that play for the Magic or had a role uh, playing for the Magic at some point. So it's just unfortunate that, again, we have this thing as Magic fans where we feel like we're always, I don't know, uh, just ignored by the media and, and by the NBA in general. This is another example of it, unfortunately. Yeah, and it's tough because with, with Shaq, do we even have the right to really claim Shaq? Like the, the Lakers, the Lakers have more clean. Oh, that's Shaq that's, than, that's than first, yeah. They're 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 putting Shaq on on their chart of of Laker players to to make it on that top seventy five. You know, you take a look at at Dwight. Yeah, Dwight may have won a championship with the Lakers, but they can't claim him. That's all. That is all the Orlando man. We're talking about three time Defensive Player of the Year. Like, back to dude back, is a monster. Back, back to back to back. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's rough. I hate. I hate. Man, ESPN drives me absolutely nuts with these lists. It doesn't make sense. Make it make sense. Now we finally got to the point that that's it, man. No more training camp. Preseason is over. We're back to regular Orlando Magic season. Like it is. It is here. These games count. Like there's there's only so much experimenting that you can do. The fight is here. The 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 grind. All of it. Now, granted, first game against San Antonio, I thought would was a, a really good matchup for the Magic. Um, what were your thoughts on what you saw in this game? Now, obviously, this game, home, um, the, the season opener, the Spurs, you know, we, we unfortunately lost 123 to 97. Um, did you hope for a win? Do you care for a win? What, are your, what, are, what were your expectations going into game one, Jay? So definitely from the first half, I was definitely in, impressed with what I saw. Obviously, uh, as the game game went on, it definitely was frustrating. We were, I think, we were kind of texting uh, towards halftime or third quarter, something like that. And you know, you saw a little bit of the of the mistakes of a young team. I think, obviously, but at the overall, I think I'm encouraged with with, with what, what I saw. I think what the growing pains and that I saw, I think, were expected for the most part. Um, I think I mentioned to you the biggest thing that stands out to me is I think just defensive positioning, the discipline. I think that's got to be something that needs to going to be hammered home. Besides Obama, obviously, I mean he's he's <laughs> he's doing a hell of a job of just you know protecting the paint down there for sure. But I think you know just rookies and you know a whole new team getting chemistry together. I think just being being in the right spots is something I noticed that they need to be doing a little bit more. But and then just with Suggs and just um, surprised how, how well Franz did. But overall, just kind of. Playing within their playing within their roles, I think they're just trying to look. So he's trying to do a little bit too much, as he kind of did in the, in the preseason. But he'll he'll find himself. I think any overreaction to the to the contrary, I think is just a little little bit too much. I think uh, very encouraging with what I saw in game one. That's what we do though. We overreact from the draft. Sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> from summer oh, yeah, league. No. 
it's all that's all part of being the the being a fan is part of the roller coaster what about you al man so like like jay said the first half was encouraging we were down i think 11 points which that was after a big run by the spurs so i'm like hey okay we can easily make this a, a decent game in the second half and we tried we got to i think as close as eight or seven at one point and then just the wheels fell off man we did this first one a big run we were down 20 plus and we never came back but um unfortunately for me i don't really count this as a game that i can judge the magic on just yet uh, gary harris being out right at warm-ups i'm not sure what happened but apparently he tightened here something happened with his hamstrings he ended up not playing that was a big loss because all of a sudden the, the magic were scrambling to to put a starting lineup and, and had to throw um, Jalen Suggs out there, who I guess was not feeling 100% still after being ill the last couple of days. Um, so I think that that just threw a whole mess uh, for coach. Um, and I don't know, man. Like In my opinion, it's a game I'm not going to judge the Magic on just yet. It wasn't pretty. It's not what we hoped for. Um, some guys did really well. Mo Bamba, Franz Wagner did really well. That's all I'm going to say. I think it's a game that we want to forget about uh, because, again, it's not really our team. It's not, we're missing six rotational guys right now. Like, this is not the Orlando Magic that were put together to play this season. I understand Markel and J.I. That's, we, we know they won't be back for a little while. But the guys that were there yesterday, again, Ignis it was playing like 20 Perfect. minutes. I mean, it, it's not our rotation. So all I'm going to say is Magic fans are freaking out. They're already saying we're going to be one of the worst teams in the NBA. That may happen. But don't tell me that because of last night's games. We need to give this time, this team a little more time. And also remember, the schedule is brutal for the Orlando Magic. Their first like 20 games, we play like 15 on the road. It's crazy against mostly playoff teams from last year. So it's not going to be pretty early on. You have to understand that. But let me remind you guys of all this. We wanted the team to be blown up and to trade the, the vets that have been here for a while. We did that. We wanted the young guys to play. We're doing that. It's going to take a little while. All I'm saying is be patient. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you bring up a good point. We asked for this. Yeah, everyone's saying yeah, develop, develop, develop. I mean, one of the biggest things from that people didn't like about Coach Clifford is that he always went with the veterans. Uh, you're you're playing your young guys. This is what you want. They're going to be able to learn how to play, learn from their mistakes from being in-game. I think one of the things that really did surprise me is the starting lineup. And you mentioned that mm -hmm. Suggs was still a little – a little um, uh, struggling with his illness, recovering over that. Um, Gary Harris, last minute, wasn't playing, so they ended up throwing Suggs in the starting lineup. So we ended up starting off with Cole, Suggs, Franz Wagner, Mo, and Wendell. First and foremost, I'm going to give myself a pound the back. Kudos for uh, guessing Mo and Wendell <laughs> starting in the lineup together. Um, but uh, I, I thought I was, I was surprised with the lineup initially because yeah. before they announced gary harris i was like man are we really starting franz and not suggs didn't see that sickness or not um and i really I, I was really i didn't see franz wagner starting i didn't see it like at all i thought they were going to solely bring him in um off the bench i thought that they would have started um cole suggs um and gary harris playing that three or Terrence Ross. I thought one of them was going to hold that three down um, before I thought Franz Wagner was going to start. So the fact that he was starting was a surprise, but I really liked what I saw from Franz Wagner. I think this was the very first time at any game that I've saw that he was as aggressive as he is. We talked about how great sure. he is at 
doing things away from the basketball, but I think that we really got a chance to see that, you know, live in game where it really mattered and counted. Um, and I thought he did great. And I think that if we can kind of see that consistently, um, a lot of these people that have said myself included that, you know, we're not too confident in his ability on the court. I think a little bit of that's going to start fading away again. Even that in itself is an overreaction. Just game one. Not for sure. And then, and it's funny because I think you guys remember back into the, to the draft, um, the, the draft night when we were at the Amway center, I was mentioning, I was like, dang, I wonder if they, if they end up getting Franz and then, you know, obviously ended up being the case. Uh, I thought about it then. And, and it just makes the more and more I look back on it, it just makes more and more sense um, having him on the team. And I'm just definitely, I think that's the most impressive thing besides Mo Bamba. I think we kind of, we kind of knew not for nothing he could do. He, he can do what he's doing right now. Just kind of need the time. So I think uh, the most encouraging thing is definitely Franz starting and handling and not looking at all like he did in the preseason or summer league. He looked like he's ready to, ready to go, you know, ready to be a rotational piece from day one. So I think that in itself is going to be great, especially with the un- uneasiness and unhealthiness of um, Chuma, which that's a whole nother, whole nother thing. Uh, encouraging i'm, yeah, I'm excited I mean, for france for i sure. mean listen the the ceiling of the young guys it's it's really a, a sleeping giant um the sleep is going to be it's going to be a long ass sleep for sure it's going to be <laughs> hibernation <a> hibernation <laughs> super hibernation so it is it's going to take a little patience it's going to take a little time um but definitely excited with what we saw from Mobamba. Mobamba led the team with 18 points four rebounds four assists four blocks like the dude was energetic and he was all over the place, especially in the first half. It was a lot of fun to watch. Um, I'm a little, I'm a little worried about, not necessarily worried, but confused about Wendell Carter, just because he didn't really play all that much. And I, I saw a couple of things online where they were saying that, you know, he was, he had some type of heating pad over him, so there was a little concern of whether or not, you know, maybe he sustained an injury or there was something bothering him, and they didn't want to push him too much. Um, but the fact that you know Ignas played, you know just as much as Wendell was a little interesting. You know, I, I, I know that coach most is still trying to figure things out. Obviously a lot of injuries is, is kind of hurting um, the teams in, in that regards, but the rotation, there really wasn't a rotate. Everybody played like everybody played who didn't play. I think Rolo was the only one that maybe played 12, 13 minutes. And that was, that was the, the minimum. What is going to happen when you do bring all these players back? Like the rotation, in my opinion, granted, first game, I get it, but the rotation eventually needs to be condensed. So, so how many to, do you think? Well, that's I think that's the that's the trick with the, with these all these young guys. I think it's it's, it's got to be ten, right? Yeah, I I see ten. 10 I see five in, five spot, out. Yeah. I I would want it to be lower, um, because you really want your starters to be playing you know, twenty. 5 30 plus minutes so you want them to play that amount at least minimum 30 absolutely so i i get i get the the swap out the five and five i i see us doing that um but i i just hope that you know it's it needs to be condensed there's way too many players playing and i think the the biggest thing is that wendell carter not for nothing has been the most reliable player that we've had preseason and now even yesterday he put up good numbers in 19 minutes so you got to find a way to to give him minutes and get him on the court um, Mo Bamba and him starting for now, I like it. It's working. But at some point, you got to sub out one or the other and have one on the court at all times. You cannot go having Rolo and 
Mo Wagner out there as your backups. Like that's never going to work. Yeah. You have to have Mo Bamba or Wendell out there. Um, someone made a good point. Uh, Wendell probably would have played more if the game was closer and it wasn't such a blowout in the fourth quarter. So 19 minutes at six or seven to that, if he would have played in the fourth, he would have ended with 27, 26 minutes. So I think that also played a factor. The fact that we were down 28 points in the fourth quarter, he never went back in. And he did show at some point that he was struggling with with something. We don't know what it was, um, but he was in pain. It, feel, it feels like a, at some point in the game. NFL fans, are you hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook is not available in your state, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prices with their first deposit. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sports app now, use promo code TBPN, bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restriction supply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, now, now before the game... Um, not necessarily directly before the game, but we got the announcement that the Orlando Magic decided to extend Wendell Carter Jr. Um, and we didn't extend Mo Bamba. So your initial thoughts, man, because this contract extension was a four year for 50 mil. And one of the best things about this contract is that they did it the Jeff Waltman way, the John Hammond way, which is a declining contract. So the contract starts off at, 14 then it drops to 13 11 and 10 which if you know this allows more flexibility makes the player easier to trade it allows uh, the team to be able to have a little bit more money on the back end of that contract what are your initial thoughts when you first heard about you know us deciding to keep Wendell carter for the next four years so well, i think I was, go ahead jay okay well i was super surprised first of all definitely i think that was that was the biggest shock uh when i got the notification um, first of all, I think I personally just expected them to battle out this year. I mean, whoever, or at least by the trade deadline, whoever won would get, you know, would we, that would be who we'd keep obviously trade one. And then that's who we give the extension to. I honestly did not foresee them as well as they did do in the preseason. Honestly, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I did not expect them kind of gelling this well together and kind of seeing the possibility of them being together. But you mentioned, I don't think it's a long-term thing. I think you got to stagger them at some point. So at, in this situation, are you going to keep Wendell's Carter's minutes down now that he has the contract and then let Mo actually earn it? I think that's what – I think it's kind of an earn it year for Mo. I think that's basically what Weltman said. Um, and if you read between the lines kind of and basically what he was saying, he basically it's up to him, you know. So it was always up to him. So basically it's like, all right. 
So I, this is a kind of a prove it year. And I think, you know, I think they got the qualifying offer or they'll offer it if they don't offer him the extension off the back already in the off season. So I think we'll end up keeping both, especially just for how cheap we got Wendell. I personally thought it was going to cost at least like 70, like he was requesting. And to me, I thought that was going to be too much. So the fact that we can get it for the 50, especially on the declining contract, I'm, I'm all for keeping Wendell 100%. Same, same thing for me, man. So when we got the notification, we had just been done doing an episode the night before. Um, and the, I think it was Friday last week that we got a notification about the contract. Um, we had just said we, we fully expect Mo Bamba and Wendell to go at it, compete this season, and we'll choose one or the other. With this contract being so cheap, honestly, it's a steal by the Magic to sign this kid for what they did for four years, $50 million. It allows Mo Bamba to earn his money. And if he does... You can bring him back. Like I don't see Mo Bamba making more than seventy million, even if he balls out this year. Like I, I don't see that unless a team out there offers him a crazy contract and we choose not to to match. But then again, there's only like two to three teams I think that have money next season. Again, I don't think there'll be a Mo Bamba. They're gonna throw a max contract at Mo Bamba. That's not gonna happen. So the likelihood of seeing Mo Bamba back in Orlando, in my opinion, is very high, unless God forbid he gets hurt again. Or he just simply does not keep up this level of play throughout the season. And you say, we cannot afford to give him a contract. We have Wendell as our guy now. Um, so I'm rooting for Mo. I'm hoping that he continues this play the whole season, that he proves everyone wrong, and that he becomes the guy that we sign and, and bring back. I, I like what Wendell and Mo can do together. They can play power forward and center together. They can play backup and starting. They can figure that out later on. But if you can afford to bring him back for a cheap contract also, why not? Yeah, I'm expecting Mo Bamba to have a really good season. A really good season. Um, we're already seeing, you know, a glimpse of it. Uh, he, in my opinion, is a different player. The motor is is at another level. High, energetic. He's all over the place. Um, I I think that with this deal with Wendell Carter, I think what that does is that it creates a cap of like the maximum, mm-hmm. like uh, kind of like uh, the carry in front of the horse in a sense, where you know Mo. If you're able to to play well, play consistent, we're able to give you this contract, the same contract that we gave Wendell. And I think that we wouldn't pay more than that for Mo. I, I think that if if there is a contract, it would be very similar to Wendell's uh, contract because I can't see them paying more. Um, and if he plays well, then I can't see them paying less. It to me, it, it just it makes sense. And the fact that you know, Wendell, you're, you're able to, he's, you can play him at the four, you can play him at the five. He's, he's a very flexible player, but they're, com- they're completely two different bigs. And I think that mm-hmm. that's the part that is exciting um, in a sense where Wendell, he's more of your traditional big. He's going to go in there. He's going to bang it out um, to where Mobamba, he's a little more of, of agile. He's, he's a little more athletic. Um, he, I have more confident in Mo shot than I do in Wendell Carter shot. Um, so I'm I'm excited with the fact that we gave Wendell that contract. I think that that's only going to motivate Mo Bamba. And the fact that we have Wendell Carter for the next four years guaranteed, you know, that makes me feel a lot better of not having, you know, Nicola on the team anymore. Yep. Because that was a big concern. Like if there's one thing that Orlando Magic have always had is we never had to worry about the center position. Never had to worry mm-hmm. about it. We've always had somebody yep. to fill that void. Um, and I think that, you know, with Nicola gone, it was kind of like, Ooh, okay. This so is rare. Yeah, is it, is, are, are we really putting all our chips with Mo? 
oh, okay, so we we traded for Wendell Carter. Great. What do we have in Wendell Carter? And Chicago gave up on him. They were quickly ready to you know, trade him away. Injury was a concern. Could he really be what he's expected to be? Can he really meet that potential? Um, and I think that from the little time that we've seen, because it hasn't been that long from last season, I think that he's definitely deserving of the contract that he had, and we didn't overpay. I think the uh, Jay, you just said it. the The rumor that was going around was he was seeking for a seventy, eighty million dollar contract. It was kind of like, whoa, who's paying him that? Mm-hmm. That's a that's a lot of money. Are the Magic really going to pay him that much? I thought so. that's <laughs> that's rich. And I and one thing that I love about when it comes to like contract talk is I love how like. You know, fans in general, they don't want to spend the team's money. They're like, no, we can't afford that. That's too much. Right, right. No. <laughs> no, we're we're making it sound like we're we're all paying a right. donation from our bank accounts. Like, no, <laughs> we can't. Can't pay them $70, $80 million. As if in the NBA, you know, $20, $30 million is a big difference. It's our, it's our tax dollars at work. That, that, I'm, saying, imagine, I'm, right? saying, <laughs> I'm saying. So definitely exciting, exciting for Wendell Carter. Now, the Orlando Magic recently have been throwing out teasers. Um, and the social media team been doing a really good job. I'm I'm a big fan. Like we went from being ad to like really being entertaining. But they came out with a teaser for the new city edition jerseys. What are we hoping for? And Jay, we'll we'll start with you. What are you hoping that the magic do? Man, this is I know this is not what they're doing, but future thought. I felt like as the city, as much as I do love the orange, I feel like something they should eventually incorporate. Is maybe go go with some purple, and I mentioned that you know Orlando City, and if you look at Orlando, there's a lot of purple, uh, as much as there is blue. I feel like that might be a good way to go in the future. Uh, but as far as what now, um, I honestly really liked last year's ones. So as far as where they go from there, I think they might just hone in on keeping in with the with the classic you know pinstripe look, and I think they might hone in on on. Either that or maybe go with, you know, little stars and stripes kind of thing with maybe the orange, you know, a little, little homage to Tracy and them since they did the old school last year. This could be, you know, next next era and then try that orange. I think I, either of those would be pretty, pretty dope. They went that way. Interesting. Al, what about you? For me, just spell out Orlando completely. You know how last year they did that ORL? Like, <laughs> the ORL, if they yeah, would have... Yeah. If they would have done Orlando, that would have been like amazing for a city edition jersey. Let's start with what, that. Dro- what drove me crazy about that, Al, is the fact that listen, we we utilize like the star for A. Mm-hmm. Like, yep, we utilize that and we've marketed that. So yep. the fact that it was O R L and then the star, like it was just really hard for me not to read Orla. It was really <laughs> hard for me not to read Orla. Like, I get the star at the end, but yeah, bro, it, it didn't work for me. I was not a fan not of fair. Orla at all. So I was hoping that we would go away from the orange too, Jay. But but it seems like on that teaser that we saw with Markel seeing the jersey at the end it was coming soon in orange. So I think the orange is here to stay for another year. Um, we saw some some mock-ups of what it may look like. I, we posted on Orlando Magic HQ. Uh, I don't know if it's official or not yet, but it looked nice. Um, I don't know how I feel about that gray though. I, I'm over that gray. I'm a big fan of yeah. white and black or white and black. Yeah. It, but I'm not a fan of that gray, it, especially with pinstripes. I, I, I just don't know. I'm not a fan, a fan of it. So I hope that's not a finished product. But again, if they spell out Orlando in the front with so, an orange in there, that would be dope. 
<laughs> and the the backstory behind that gray is that was that gray was more of a color that Nike chose. Like exactly. the Magic didn't even want that gray. And ESPN was like, "Hey, I think this would be better," and that's what they decided to do. I am, bro. I am so I am so over the orange. Like I I am I'm happy that we took the risk. I'm happy that we like went full we fresh, it. did it for a couple yeah. seasons. Like I'm happy that we did that. Tired of it. Like I'm re- I'm ready for something new. And to your point, Jay, uh, we we kind of did the purple a little bit. Uh, you remember the space uniforms? A little, yeah, like, yeah. Was a incorporated little, a little bit. True. Yeah. But, I mean, I I think that in in my opinion, I I really enjoyed the the earned jerseys that we got, which was a secondary logo, but then we had like the the Trace McGrady stars on on the side panel of the uniforms. Yeah, the one that you have right there in the background. That um, guy. I, I yeah. like those. I thought those were clean. I thought they were <laughs> loud. Clean. Like that was, I. But again, me being biased, Tracy McGrady is my guy. Yeah. I love. I enjoyed that era, and I was hoping that we would kind of embody that era just a little bit more. Um, I, I pinstripes. Got you. Got to do the pinstripes. I hope that they just incorporate. They they. I I, I hope they get creative, but I just feel like the mm-hmm. orange has gotten to a point where. We've already did that. Let's let's try something else. Anything else? Stay the good thing is that apparently, based on what we saw, Markel liked them. I, I'm gonna trust Markel. <laughs> yeah, Markel. Markel called it saucy. So whatever yes. it is, it's to me saucy sounds like there was just too much orange. Like <laughs> it, it, I, I I picture like a mess of sauce everywhere. Yeah, I think it might be too much too much orange. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully it's not a, an all orange. That would be. A... Or a primary but, orange. But that's that's, that's the only thing that we haven't done. True. So that might that we haven't it. done yeah. that. Yeah, because primary the, the initial was the the charcoal gray and mm-hmm. then it turned into the white with the orange pinstripes. But we haven't done like an orange jersey per se. So maybe that's that. The only the only drawback that I have with the uniforms is so the first season of, of the, the city edition, the orange, we had the matching court. Yep. The second yeah. season, we changed the font where we court. added the Orla, but we kept the same court from the first season. So now mm-hmm. the jersey and the font didn't match the court like at all. <laughs> it seemed <laughs> yeah. like it seemed off. <laughs> they tried to blend it in a little bit with the arena and having the arena having the new font and things like that, but man, I was not I didn't I didn't like that either. I didn't like that either. That's why I'm just I'm hoping that they after this season, that's it. No more. Stay away from the orange. I'm done. I'm done. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, maybe they can like you know make gray, like Orlando Magic gray as the primary color. I don't know because I, I used to own a jersey back in the day that was was a throwback, but it was a gray jersey uh, with the white pinstripes. Hmm. So like, was it blue? You remember the you remember the blue. sleeve jersey we had? You like oh, that stay away from gray? Those. I hate no, no, those, no, no. but yes, like, that, that gray. kind of gray, that kind of gray, yeah, no, no, but no, not no. the same. Stay away from that. that no, no, no. We're, we agree on that. I just... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, um, Friday is going to be tomorrow. Um, today, you guys will be hearing this episode today. So today they'll be having the um, uh, our first home opener against the New York Knicks. We're going to get a chance to see Evan Fournier back in at the Amway. Now, the Magic did list. Chuma, MCW, Etwan Moore, J.I., and Markel on the injury report for that home opener. What are your thoughts on all the injuries? Is it Don't precautionary? Forget. Don't forget, Gary Harris, as of right Gary now, Harris, as of right now, out. questionable. 
So what do you think of all the injuries? So this is my take on it, man. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I really was happy when the season ended last year. I'm like, listen, this year sucked. Let's be real. Like all these injuries, the the pushing for us to lose games, like as a fan, it, it really hurt. Like, yes, I was pushing for, for losses, but the injuries just, it, it got to be too much. So when the new year started and training camp and all that, my mindset was new year, healthy team. Again, J.I. Markel, we know what the situation is with them. We get it. MCW, it is what it is. But now we're adding each one more. Harris, Okiki, which by all that we heard wasn't nothing major. But this guy's been out now close to a month since training camp started, and he's still not on the court. But yeah, on videos, he's out there training, and he's shooting, and he's running with the team. So I cannot comprehend for the life of me what's going on with J.I. Let me be honest about that. And two, Okiki, we, we're getting no updates. Like, all we hear is, we're not going to push him. We're not going to push him. Okay. But as fans, we deserve to know more. Like, hey, like, what is the time? Like, give me give me a, an idea. It's a, it's a Christmas. It's a two weeks. It's at a month. Because, again, Okiki on practice is out there. He's doing all the drills and stuff. So he should be on the court. And we need him. And, like, our power forward position depth right now is weak. Um... So my opinion, man, it's, just, it's painful because I'm, I'm really excited to go to the game tomorrow, home opener, but it hurts knowing that half of our team is not playing. It's not the same anymore. So that's my take on it. It's, it's discouraging, but what can we do? Uh, definitely. Uh, with you on that, the injuries definitely kind of take away a little bit, of, kind of pop the air out of the bubble a little bit per se, but uh, I think still it's, it's exciting. Um, one, just to have Magic Basketball back, let's be honest. Uh, I think this year, despite, you know, even though we're going to be in for a lot of losing, I think it's an excitement that it's been, even though we've had playoff seasons these past two years, you know, it's been, or in the past, uh, I think it was, I think now is probably the most exciting year, I think, for me in the last, last like half decade or so, or in, honestly, Probably, probably decade at this point. You know, pretty much since Dwight Howard left, I think this is the most excited going into a season I've been. Because uh, even with you know when we made the playoffs a few years ago with you know uh, Fournier, uh, Vooch, and and all them, it just you felt there was a ceiling, you know, and you felt we were we were kind of already there. We kind of hit our ceiling. I feel like now possibilities are endless. It's just a matter of health, and it sucks, but. I'm excited to see Fournier uh, kind of come back, maybe not perform as well as he did yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I don't foresee that happening, but I don't think we're gonna boo him. I think uh, Magic fans will cheer for the most part. I, I think, think we'll, I think we'll boo him. Well, I think we'll so. get some. No, I think I we'll think get so. I think, I, I think that every everyone's true colors are gonna come out when it comes to Evan Fournier. You know what the funny <laughs> part is, though? I feel like Knicks fans are going to overshadow Magic no, fans. It's going to be a lot of Knicks fans out there. And they will I'm, cheer I'm sure. louder for Fournier than Magic fans. Yeah, it's unfortunate, <laughs> but it's true. Might, so, that might be right. So, so for the listeners, actually, I work also with the Magic. I'm also one of the box office leads. So, uh, you know, I see people. And to, to the point, that is more than likely 80 to 90% of the people that come up to buy tickets are fans yep. of the other teams. <laughs> They're yep. not Magic fans, unfortunately. So it's it's it's... It's tough when you see it. Especially can you just from, you can know, you right? can't you just turn them away? Like no, I'm sorry, I can't sell you a ticket. I tried to. It, it, or give them give them a like, ticket. Give them a ticket with a barcode that doesn't work. 
one of those. <laughs> just rejected one. Now for the yeah. for the Heat fan for the Heat fans, I think I uh, pretty much refuse to to sell to them. I will I will let them go to somebody else. Or, now I'm a supervisor. I don't got to sell to them. I'll be like, hey, I'm not dealing with them. You you go to somebody <laughs> else. <laughs> I make sure I make it a joke with them. But uh, I think uh, it's uh, I think now this year to the point of everything. I think we'll have more Magic fans than we've had in quite some time. So, at the end of the day, I'm I'm excited to see just how the whole home opener looks, and that'll be a good barometer of just how things go from there. So, yeah. So I'm you excited. you obviously don't want your players to be injured. Like you want everyone to be healthy. At the same time, just trying to think of the positive from it, I'm okay with them taking their time. The only one that I would yeah. really want on the court right now, this very second, is Gary Harris because I think that. You know, having a starting lineup where you really don't have the vet, I think that that makes it even it makes it challenging. You know, Terrence Ross is going to be your your spark plug off the bench, but he can't be the only one. Can't just yep. be him and Rolo. And it makes it yep. really really hard for the young guys. You want them to be able to compete. If you're already on the on the the tank side, you're already losing because it's it's a really long season. You want to see your your team be able to compete, go out there, play hard. Whatever happens at the end of the game happens because, again, they've already put the focus on player development. We got that. But in terms of Chuma, Chuma came to us injured. We drafted the guy with only one leg, legitimately. Uh, Jonathan Isaac, I'm not rushing him. We rush him. He got hurt, and then we go a whole en- uh, an entire season without him again. Markel Foltz. Markel Foltz is hands down easily by far our best point guard on this team easily. We've seen it. It's proven. There's no debate. Best point guard on the roster. With that being said, I guarantee that the team will flow way better with your best point guard on the roster playing because he's so good at handling the ball. He's so good in transition. He's so good at being able to put people in the right place. Um, But at the same time, you don't want to rush that man. Take time. We want to be able to transition Jalen Suggs to where he can be successful. And this allows for Suggs to be able to play, hopefully, the 25 to 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Same with Franz Wagner. It gives him an opportunity to be able to play way more with these guys out. So I see the positive side of it. I'm okay. Don't rush. Just bring back Gary Harris. Okay. Now, transitioning into our passer shoot. If you're familiar with our passer shoot, Jay, pretty simple. Pass if you uh, disagree. Shoot if you agree. The very first topic. There's been a lot of fans that have been very, uh, what's what's the right word? Very opinionated on Jalen Suggs, negatively opinionated on Jalen Suggs' performance. Based on what we've seen so far from Jalen Suggs in preseason and in the season opener, should we be concerned about Jalen Suggs? Man, Magic Johnson, no look pass, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm. I think it's like I mentioned earlier. I think we we need to relax. To your point, yes, I think we do need to look at look at certain things and do have some some weight behind them. But but I think the overreaction to Suggs, I think needs uh, is already too much. Especially from Raptors fans, you know they got a kick out of out of last night. I'm sure, especially with you know that whole Scotty Barnes thing. But I, I think definitely passing on that man. He's gonna be fine. Obviously, how you mentioned, he was probably still coming off that, you know, you know, that illness. Not really sure what it was. They never mentioned it. Just mentioned it was non-COVID. Might have been, I think, might have been a stomach bug or something. But yeah. you know, we don't. So it's like at the end of the day, 
I know me, a stomach bug for me, when I've had, you know, stuff like that, it's lasted more than a few days, you know. So at the end of the day, also, Shervey's expecting he was he was coming off the bench. They're going to thrust it in the starting lineup. At the end of the day, rookie or not, playing basketball your whole life or not, that's still an adjustment if you were expecting one way or the other. So I think it'll be fine. Game one, um, I think if by, you know, game game 30, we're still seeing a lot of this, okay, I think maybe, you know, we might be a little cause for concern in the sense of maybe we, you know, need to kind of maybe bring him off the bench and maybe, you know, slow him down or whatever the case is. But I think right now it's way too early to kind of think that way for sure. Same thing with me. I'm going to pass. It's an easy one. Um, just just to compare, a guy that we could all agree that we all wanted the Magic to draft was Jalen Green, right? A guy that we all had, number one, I think, in our draft boards. Jalen Green debut, debuted yesterday for the Rockets, nine points, four rebounds, four assists, four out of 14 from the field. Not only that, he shot, I think it was 28% from the field in preseason with 20% from three-point range in preseason. So what we wanted... And Jalen Green hasn't been much better than what our Jalen Suggs has done so far. That's not to say that's going to say the same. Uh, Jalen Green will be a monster in this league. I really expect that to happen. But when it comes to Jalen Suggs, man, he's a young kid. He's figuring it out. He's a point guard, which again, in this, in this, at this level, the game goes so fast, it takes a little while for the game to slow down for you. Um, so I keep telling people, give this kid 20 games. Give this kid 30 games. Half the season. If by the second half of the year you see him shooting, you know, three for 14, like that type of shooting night, then we can talk and we can talk about, hey, what's going on here? But as of right now, if you look at the shots he's taking, for the most part, the wide open looks. They're, they're nice step back jump shot where he's wide open. He's missing layups at the rim, which means he might be rushing it too much. Um, so in my opinion, slow down. My keyword today has been on Twitter and any social media that I'm talking to Magic fans, patience. And that will still be the word of the year, patience. Again, we're, we're not going to all of a sudden see Jalen Suggs Average 30 points a game. It's not going to happen. So slow it slow down. He'll be just fine. Yeah, super pass. It's it's game one. Relax. All right. I There's there's moments that even I have said, damn, it, it'd be nice to have a summer league Suggs game. Like, it'd be nice for him mm-hmm. to ball out. It's game one. The season just started. He has to get acclimated to the speed of the NBA. It's completely different than college. I wouldn't know that by hand, but that's what people tell me. Um, it So when you take a look, if there's one thing that really stood out to me about Jalen Suggs is the fact that at the very least he's aggressive. He led the team in shot attempts, shot 14 times of that 14. He only knocked down three. So percentage isn't where we needed to be, but at least he's being aggressive. The second leading person on the team was Cole Anthony with 12 shots. So we at least have that going for us. The difference between, us saying, oh, he's struggling, is those shots going in. He's he's taking okay shots. The, there may be some times where I'm just kind of like, man, he could have just, you know, stepped a little bit closer, maybe did a pump fake here and there. Um, but I think that at the very least, you want him to be aggressive, and he's at least doing that. Um, so I think from that perspective, there's still a lot to be excited about. And I think that you bring up a good point, Al. When you talk about Jalen Suggs, uh, excuse me, when you talk about Jalen Green, so many Jalen's. Jalen Green, talk about Scotty Barnes. Like a lot of these, a lot of these players, you know, they they didn't have a really great debut either. Only Mobley, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, what was, his stat, line? What was right. his stat line like? 
I oh, believe man. he had a 18, 17. I, I was looking more at fantasy than anything. But. <laughs> yeah, it was like 17, 12, and like four blocks on like good shooting. You know who killed it, though, in the end of Pacers rookie, uh, Chris Duarte. He dropped Chris 27 Duarte, yep. for the Pacers yesterday. Um, but yeah, like that's, uh, that's the guy from Duke. Uh, no, no he's, he's Dominican though. I'm, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take that. It's my, it's my guy. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Okay, okay. Take the pride. <laughs> but um, no. but no, like Davion Mitchell had two points yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know uh, who was the other one? Uh, Book Knight, who we all wanted, didn't even see the court. Kispert, shooter from the Wizards, didn't see the court. So again, even you talk about Scotty Barnes, he ended with a decent twelve points, nine rebounds, but he had six turnovers. He wow. didn't shoot the ball well from the field. So. Again, it's way too early, guys. And, and, I, and this is going to happen all year long. We're going to go and, and look at how the Magic did and then compare it to what another rookie did. Like, it's going to happen all year long. We can't control it. It is what it is. We got Jalen Sucks. Let's support him. Let's be positive. Most importantly, let's be patient. Yeah, and correction. It's, uh, it was an Oregon Ducks. He played for Oregon. Yes. Yeah, Chris Duarte is Dominican and Canadian. What? Dominican. Dominican. Crazy. What Canadian. Canadian. <laughs> what when, you, when, when you wiki... His name, he's Canadian Dominican, not Dominican Canadian. Dominican. Okay, so we own him. Nice try. Nice try. Jonathan Isaac is like Puerto Rican. It's a factual okay. statement. He's Puerto Rican. Okay. Factual. Carmelo, yeah, Carmelo Anthony too. Carmelo's Puerto Rican. He has a Puerto Rican flag tattooed on his hand. I've seen it yeah. once. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Devin Booker's mom has, has some, some Puerto Rican. I believe that was the case. I, I thought it was Mexican. Was it Mexican? Oh yeah, he's Mexican. Oh, was it? Okay. Something like that. Something like that. Well, a lot of land and claim man. I'll claim a man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next one. Uh, Franz Wagner looked better than expected on the season opener. Stephen Curry from the logo for sure. <laughs> oh, you're you're so Stephen, Got it. Great yeah, reference. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing analogy. Simple with that one. Shoot. Yeah, I thought he played. I thought he played extremely, extremely well. He did all the little things. They talk a lot about how he's able to, you know, impact the game without having the ball in his hands. And I thought he did really good with that. And I thought that it must have been a really great moment between him and his brother Mo because there were times where they were kind of feeding off each other a little bit. Um, and I thought that that from that perspective, just being brothers and being on the same team in the NBA, which a probability of that happening is like nothing. Um, I thought that that was a cool moment. Um, I think the biggest thing to watch is going to be tomorrow's game against the Knicks. Like, is it just a one-time thing? Uh, are we going to see consistency? I really, in all honesty, and I feel like I'm I'm really like talking smack about myself and my NBA knowledge. I really <laughs> hardly recognize any of the any of the players on the Spurs team. Like, it was really really hard for me to say, "Damn, you know, this player, this player, that player is on the Spurs." It was really hard for me to do that. That's why I also thought that it was a really good matchup with the Spurs because they're a really young team. So are we. It would have been a really, really good fight, um, but they completely destroyed us. Now we're going against the Knicks. The Knicks have a really good team and a really good roster. They're expected to do damage in the playoffs this season. How is that going to look? You know, How is Franz going to be able to match up against a, a well-talented New York Knicks? You know what it is about France, though? Like, what I like about him, he does not force anything. <clears throat> you know, most of his shots yesterday were easy layups, cutting to the basket. You know, three-point shots that he took were open looks. So that's, I think, what the Magic liked so much about him is that he will not be a negative player on the court. 
defensively, he was in the right places at all times. So from that standpoint, that's what I like about, about France. It reminds me a little bit of Chumal Kiki last year. Like he was on the court, he was playing well, but he wasn't doing too much. He wasn't forcing anything. So as long as he continues to do that and play his role, I think he'll be fine. Couldn't agree I more. I agree. All yeah, right. Definitely. Last one. Will we see Jonathan Isaac and Mark Hilfoltz by Christmas? All right, Jack. So like, like, like we kind of mentioned off air. So this is uh, basically, I don't, I don't know if you guys ever seen that, uh, that a gif or just a meme of um, – Carlton, you know, throwing, throwing, throwing the ball in the game full court, and it looks like it's gonna <laughs> go in, and then all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden, just air ball. It's basically that. One of those. Right. <laughs> nice. I'll, I'll I'll explain it like this. I I do see Markel coming back. I definitely do see him coming back by then. But I think with with Isaac, it's it's there's too many question marks at this point. Um, besides just his health, nobody. I, I first of all, I think I think we all get. Uh, misconstrued when it comes to injuries and thinking everybody needs to be healed on the same timeline. I think Adrian Peterson messed up ACL injuries for everybody, thinking they need to come back in eight months or less. That's not the case. It's always been nine to 12, usually on the lighter end of that, plus a year to really get back into, you know, your normal shape. Granted, we haven't seen him get on the court, though. I think that's still the main concerning thing at this point. Um, I haven't really seen him do much. So to me, Think beyond that, just his um, his vaccination status is. Let's be honest, it's I think the biggest question. Um, you know, Kyrie's the biggest, the biggest talked about point, but I think Ji too. Um, let's let's we just don't know how that's going to work within the dynamic of the team and just traveling and whether he's healthy enough now. Whether it's just best to keep him, you know, on IR or just resting until you know the rest another season until he or until he decides to change his mind i don't know so i think with with ji's too many questions but i do see Fultz being back by, by christmas i think um from a little bit we've seen recently in in the clip social media and just just from i think just looking at the time frame from when he got injured i think he looks he looks ready to be back well for me uh it's a tough one um i'm gonna shoot by that, I mean, I think both will be back by Christmas. Um, John Hammond was on the uh, pod squad last week, and he said they're pretty much having to to keep Markel off the court. Like, this kid is dying to get back on the court and, and start playing. So I think Markel, for whatever reason, man, but it's only been, what, eight months since he got hurt? And he's looking amazing. Again, you see videos, and you oh, there was an article this week that mentioned he's already sprinting on the court uh, during shooting drills. So I think Markel, for whatever reason, he's way ahead of pace than J.I., now, the concerning part, like Jay mentioned, is Markel got hurt. Um, I'm sorry, J.I. got hurt August of last year. So that puts him right now at 14 months from the injury, which to any other player in today's sports um, medical uh, track means that he should be back on the court just based on, on timeline, right? So that's the thing that's concerning. It's like we don't know much. We don't know why he's being held back. And then on, on Fox News, he went on a podcast and he said – if it was up to him, he would be on the court. But then he said, I don't think I'll be back before Christmas. So there's a lot of confusion going on with the GI situation. Uh, like you said, Jay, because of that, I don't know if it happens or not by Christmas. So I think we may see Markel before GI, but I'm really hoping that would be, what, two months from today that we see the two of them on the court and we can finally see the full-blown magic on the court showing us what they got and, and what we're building towards because 
without those guys, nothing really matters, to be honest. Yeah, I could be completely wrong. I don't think we'll see him this year. I, at, at this point, why not no. wait until next year? At this point, why not? Why Damn, not? We've both? already waited no, this long. We already waited this long. It, it, it would be so much, in my opinion, it would be so much easier to in, to integrate both of them at the same time just because they're going to demand the ball a lot more. Um, you know, with them, with everyone knowing that they're they're going to be our, our main core pieces. We know that Jonathan and Markel are going to be running this team. Um, and I think that I wouldn't bet my paycheck on them coming by Christmas. Like I, I wouldn't. I have, I have no confidence in it. Why would I have confidence yeah. in it? They've been gone for so long. For if so that's the long. case, if that's the case, Jay, uh, you work in the front uh, in the in the ticket office. Can I return my season tickets? <laughs> <laughs> can, right, can we get you? Be. Can we at least get you fifty percent off <laughs> right, for, right, for right, half so. for half of that season? Uh, I mean, but upgrade. Well, at least try that. You know, <laughs> but, I mean, like, but but realistically, and and granted, it, the Magic front office they don't say anything. Anytime that anyone asks them anything about a return, you know, timeline. Oh, we don't do that. We get it, but at least give us something, anything. anything. Like I, I think that's the part that people do get frustrated with. It's not. It's not about like being held out and, and waiting. It's about not knowing how long we have to wait. If you tell me that, hey, you get on this ride at Universal, but you're gonna wait one hour before you get on. Damn, one hour. That's that's a long time. But I really want to get on this ride. So okay. I would take that instead of saying, well, you got to wait in that line. Dog, I can't tell you how long you're going to wait. It's going to be a minute, but I'm not going to tell you how long. I can't. I can't tell you because, you know, that's not what I do. I think that's the part that's frustrating. Like, at least give us something to look forward to. And I feel like they've taken that away from both players because we're hearing certain things from other people. The Fox News. Maybe we heard a little bit from from John Hammond and Mark Hill saying that we have to kick him off the court, but yeah, he's sprinting. That's great. But can we get him a sprint in game? Mm-hmm. Like now there's no rush, but I would love to see it personally as a fan. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. That'd be a great Christmas present for sure. That's for sure. 100 for sure. All right, man, the week ahead. So some, um, so Friday is home opener against the New York Knicks Sunday flying to Madison square garden. To play against the New York Knicks, so that's going to be uh, New York to New York. Monday, coming back, playing against uh, the Miami Heat. Wednesday, against the Charlotte Hornets. When we take a look at the week ahead, how do you think the Magic fare? What would be your predictions for wins and losses? Go ahead, Jack. All right. So definitely the only game I can see us getting out of that, out of this upcoming is uh, – it got to be one of these Knicks games, honestly. Um, definitely, I just think they're, especially with Fournier coming back, he's going to gonna try to do a little bit too much. I think we all know how Fournier gets. I think we <laughs> have a good, good history of that. I think he's going to do a little bit too much, and I think we can end up maybe squeaking out one of those victories. Uh, other than that, I'm most excited for that Heat game, but, uh, you know, they might, they're going to come out uh, with some fire. So I think, uh, you know, Recently, we we've we've had their number, so I think uh, this you know they're gonna come and try to now with their finals aspirations, gonna try to <laughs> kind of knock us out. Uh, but overall, it's it's this this beginning of the season it seems like a lot of tough tough games beyond this stretch even. But uh, I I think 
just as the season goes on, we're, we're going to show that we'll be more, we're going to be competitive despite the end result being a lot of losses. I think it's going to be very encouraging just, just seeing how the team develops. So it'll be a tough week, but I think I'll, overall I'm, I'm excited. So for me, what is it, four games? I mean, I, the Magic have always done well on home openers, like the, the, their first game of the season at home. The excitement, the fans, it's usually a, a sold-out crowd. I would buy into winning tomorrow or today, <laughs> on Friday, if Gary Harris and Chuma were playing. Now, since they're not, we're going to throw out there again the young guys and, and the 12th men and 13 men on the bench. Um I can't see that happening. So for me, unfortunately, not to be negative, I see the Magic going 0 and 4. So that would be at yeah. 0 and 5. Yeah. 0 and 5 start there to the season. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I, bro, it's going to be rocking. We know it's yeah. going to be rocking. Yeah. If we're if we're just comparing talent on paper, like No, yeah. We don't stand a chance, but yeah, it's it's New York, <laughs> New York, Miami, Charlotte. Did y'all see LaMelo go off? Like Sheesh. The, you on can't sleep on the Hornets. The Hornets got a, a decent roster. Um Miami Heat I I hope that someone bangs it up with with Kyle Lowry. That would be you know fun for me to watch. Um, but in terms <laughs> yes. of wins and losses, I think that at, from a fan perspective, you can't worry about wins and losses, and that it, no. it's hard to do because that's how our minds are triggered. We we want to be able to to say that Magic win, you know, three games this year, twenty five games, twenty, whatever. But I think that we have to be able to compare how Jalen Suggs, how Franz Wagner look like now compared to what they would look like at the end of 82. And I think that that's the most important thing. Forget about wins and losses. Be prepared that there's going to be way more losses than there are wins. The week ahead is going to be bumpy. It's going to, it's not going to be pretty. Yesterday should have been, in my opinion, the game that we won should against the Spurs. The mm-hmm. Did not happen. Moving on is going to get harder. You know, you mentioned it, that the first 20 games are going to be rough. It's going to be tough. And I think that that's something that everyone needs to be prepared for. So my predictions, I don't I don't see us winning any of these games next week. But I do see us being competitive. I see us being able to be fun to watch. And with every single game, you know, these kids are going to they're going to grow and they're going to learn. And I think that that needs to be priority over anything else. With that being said. Let's wrap this up. What are your final thoughts? Jay, we're going to start off with you. So overall, I think like we've kind of hit on the hit with a hammer one too many times tonight, but uh, it's going to be a lot of, a lot of pain, a lot of growing pains, but overall, I think I'm super excited for the season. Again, most excited that I've been in, in quite some time. I think we can all share that sentiment. And I think just from here on out, uh, we got to keep that same level of enthusiasm and kind of, optimism that that we we've had so far this kind of off season and i think just let's like like you mentioned it just be be patient and be realistic kind of with with our expectations we're not going to win a lot um but i think as long as we do that um we need to do it and let's be honest magic fans i'm i work in that building every day come out man let's 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 bring this building the fan base that it needs like i've seen videos of all these Knicks fans out there after their home opener. And it's like, we need that community in our, in this arena around this team. That's the the main thing that I think overall we need this season above anything else is just that community love. And I think you guys are doing a great job with, with, with doing that. So all the listeners of the podcast and everything else, man, just come out, 
you know, hit me up. You know, we can try to, I'll see what I can do for some of you guys. But, um, you know, let's uh, let's definitely try to you know, just show the support that the team needs. I think the young guys, they feed off of that. I think we're in a newer generation now. These young kids are just, they, they need that support. And I think they're feeling that a little bit. Let's let's keep giving that to them. I think they will reward us in time with the with the play that that that, that we want. So that's that's really my main message for now. So for me, it's simple, man. I think we we just got to get healthy. We got to get healthy, and hopefully, it happens quick. I hope that mm-hmm. Gary Harris is not out for long. I hope Chuma's back pretty quickly, because again, that will help us drastically in our depth. Um, but like Jay mentioned, and we've talked about throughout this episode, remain patient, Magic fans. Again, look for the positives in each game. Don't be looking at the negatives. Don't judge this season based on the final score. Instead, look at what happened. That was that was a good thing in that game. What player did, did well? Like yesterday, we lost a blowout. But Franz Wagner played well. Mo Bamba mm-hmm. showed what he can do. That's positive thinking. Again, this is not a year we're going to be making the playoffs more than likely or making a deep anything. It's really a development season. Understand that, remain patient, and support your team. Like Jay, like Jay mentioned, I'm there every game, and it sucks when you walk in there and it's mostly the opposition that's there. Or the arena's empty because the Magic are losing. This is not a year to show up to look at wins, unfortunately. It's there to support the young team and watch them grow. That's really what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be patient. Be ready for the wins and losses. Um, and just, man, just pay attention to these young guys. Their, their growth is going to be insane insane uh jay man i appreciate you so much for joining us man you can find this man on orlandomagichq.com um with him covering the orlando magic um and also check out his podcast from the nosebleeds um and where is it that people can listen to the podcast so it's going to be on all pretty much both apple music spotify uh roadcast all everything pretty much every so uh podcast platform out there just from the nosebleeds to the studio Hopefully my next guest is going to be these two gentlemen and uh, just stay tuned. Had Jake Chapman on my last episode as these guys had as well. So going to try to bring you guys a lot more magic content and kind of incorporate a few different things, you know, get some music in there as well and talk about some other sports and, you know, bring, bring, bring a lot of also the, the Spanish community to, to, to the team, which I feel like we got a lot that don't get a lot of attention. So yeah, yeah, especially those, there. especially those Canadian Dominicans. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a wrap, man. Really good stuff. Amazing episode. Till next week. Thank you for listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Magic fans. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Ozone Pod, and remember to subscribe and leave a five star review on all your favorite podcast listening platforms.